Champions Mojo is part of the CG Sports Network. I mean, I don't really view myself as a super naturally gifted swimmer. Swimming's never really come super easy for me. I was pretty slow for the first seven years. I, I didn't really get like a lot of uh, scholarships to, to schools or like rec different recruiting trips and stuff like that. Welcome to the award-winning Champions Mojo, hosted by two world record holding athletes and health, life, and leadership coaches. Be inspired as you listen to Conversations with Champions. And now, your hosts, Kelly Palace and Maria Parker. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Champions Mojo podcast. And again today, I am co-hosting with Maria Parker. Hello, Maria. Hi, Kelly. Well, we see Jordan Wilamowski sitting there. So before we give him his introduction, let's say welcome, Jordan. Welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Maria, I'm so excited and Jordan to chat today about all that Jordan has been doing. Jordan, who is represented by the CG Sports Company, just like our podcast. And Jordan, in 2016, he became the first American to qualify for the Olympic Games in two separate swimming sports the 10K open water, and the 1,500-meter pool swim. Representing the U.S., Jordan had an outstanding performance at the Olympic Games, finishing just outside of the medals. But Jordan can get redemption in the next Olympic Games, which we hope will happen this summer. And uh, Maria, can you tell us more about what Jordan's been up to? Sure, Kelly. Jordan's already qualified for the current 2021 U.S. Olympic team and the 10K open water event. Yay. And when the U.S. holds its Olympic trials this June, Jordan will again try to make history by making the Olympic team as a two-swim sport athlete. He'll do that at those trials if he qualifies in the 1,500-meter freestyle. His chances look quite good as the U.S. takes the top two swimmers, and Jordan's been in the top two U.S. swimmers in this event for the last three years running. Jordan has come a long way since sort of failing a swim test at nine, and we're looking forward to talking with him about his insights into what allows him to succeed at this level in this grueling sport. So Jordan, welcome to Champions Mojo. Yeah, yes. thanks guys. Again, welcome. So Jordan, before I ask this first question, I want to just paint a picture for our listeners of what a 10K kind of looks like. And I know if people are listening, we have swimmers and non-swimmers, but this is really an episode you guys are going to want to stay with, even if you're not a swimmer, because open water swimming is truly like, like roller derby. It's yeah. just so entertaining. It's, so, uh, it's such a combative yet beautiful sport. And um, so, Jordan, in, in preparation for talking with you today, Maria and I watched your 10K race from the 2016 Olympic Games. Wow. Where, yeah, where you finished fourth. And it was like a pack of 20 guys all hit the finish line at the same time. I, I couldn't tell what happened. I mean, it was, I couldn't believe after 10 K of swimming, there was that huge pack of swimmers hitting the, the finish line at the same time. It was amazing. Really yeah. fun to watch. So you, you know, you, in that race, you could have finished first or you could have finished 20th. It was, so tell us about the chaos that, happens in open water and in a finish like that <laughs> yeah uh so open water there's a, a big drafting component which is a bit different from uh swimming in the pool and so it's a lot like uh cycling uh if anyone's seen the tour de france um and so you try and swim kind of on uh your competitor's hip or behind them like on their feet in their wake and so it makes it easier for you um 
you expend less energy doing that. And as a result, it's a lot harder to kind of swim away from the pack. Um, and so everyone's bunched together and it's all about, you know, kind of strategizing where you want to sit, how much energy you want to expend to try and move up in that pack. And um, yeah, it's a, you know, usually a two hour race, which is kind of boring if you're watching it, but it always comes down to a really interesting finish at the end, which makes it cool to watch. And um, yeah, you know, two hours, 10 K of swimming and it, it comes down to hundreds of a second. Is it usually like that? I mean, it, it just amazed me that there were so many people right there at the finish. Is, it, is that typical that it's almost like a photo finish? Uh, yeah, it just depends on the, uh, the race, but you know, usually it's just a couple seconds separating, uh, the first couple of guys, um, every once in a while, someone can like break away and, um, uh, that happened. There's somebody tried off. in that race to break away in the beginning, right? Yeah. Jared Port. Yeah. He went for it. Uh, I didn't even realize that was happening when I was swimming. Um, but when I got back on the beach, like, uh, I had some friends down there watching They're all like, yeah, the guy almost like took it from the start. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, normally it comes down to a couple of seconds. Sometimes someone pulls away if they have a great race. Um, but yeah, it just depends on the conditions and the course and the swimmers. So as a cyclist, what percentage of, you know, I do a lot of cycling, so I understand about the drafting component completely, but when you're drafting and cycling, you're not, you know, eating somebody's hand or foot or, you know, <laughs> you can see everything, you know, you don't have water in your, so, I'm, you know, when I've done open water swims for triathlons, I've always wanted to sort of stay away from the pack because it's just so awful to be in the pack. So I'm, I'm wondering, it must be some significant uh, savings for you to stay in the pack. Is there, is that, has that been uh, quantified in uh, terms of energy? I mean, if it has, I haven't seen it. I think it's just like, talk to any open water swimmer they'll tell you it's a lot easier just sitting on somebody's feet and having them break the uh like the plane of water in front of you but yeah i mean you like it, yeah like what you said it's, it's difficult to kind of see the whole big picture while you're in a pack and so you know you'll watch like video and you'll be like oh my gosh i can't believe i was like right there or like why was that guy swimming next to me or i'm swimming over them and you have no idea it's happening so um yeah you gotta kind of just stay in your own little zone and um you know try and avoid people's feet and yeah, I was gonna say, that. do you come out with like a black eye from somebody's elbow, or I mean, do you, do you get injured? You know, from um, yeah. Fortunately, I've never had any like anything too bad. I mean, you come out with some like bruises or scrapes or yeah. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing too bad. You know, you get kicked or punched, but keep swimming. Can you share with us like your one of your most exciting or scary stories from the pack? Uh, swimming in the pack. I don't know. I mean, there's not really one that I can think of off the top of my head where uh, I came out and I was like, had a black eye or anything like that. I will say though that, uh, which everyone finds funny, um, the guys' races are a lot less aggressive than the girls. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> like, Tell us guys, about that. I, I, I don't know what it is. They're just mean, <laughs> scary. <laughs> um, they'll, they'll come out with like uh, cuts and scrapes and, and like, yeah bleeding from someone scratching them and, and getting pulled and kicked and punched where the guys, I feel like well, most part will just leave you alone. <laughs> are you allowed, so, are you allowed to interfere with the other swimmers? Is there, is there a rule against, you know, interfering with the other swimmers? Like, can you pull their yeah, leg? So, <laughs> <laughs> tell us about, yeah. Tell us about the yellow and red card system and how people get disqualified. Yeah. So typically for any kind of minor infraction. So I guess like swimming over top of another swimmer, like blatantly pulling them, uh, you get, a uh, yellow card, um, two yellow cards, a red card. If you get a red card, you're disqualified. 
Um, but you know, that being said, the officials are on a boat about, you know, 25 yards from the swimmer. So it's pretty hard to see everything that's going on underwater and, uh, with all the splashing from the swimmers and stuff. So lots of times, uh, there's some stuff that goes unnoticed <laughs> and, uh, even in, in the race itself, you know, it's hard to see if you have a red or a yellow card or even a red card, um, just cause you're so focused like on swimming and, and people around you that you don't really notice the boat way off in the distance. Uh, and so there has been instances where people have continued to race and swim, even though they've been handed a red card and oh. yeah, or not too careful after they've gotten the yellow for whatever reason. So this, um, the difference in these two races, which you are obviously, these are two basic, you know, different sports. Uh, the 1500 meter takes you, you know, hopefully under 15 minutes if you're having a great day and this one, you know, the 10 K is two hours. So which one seems uh, more painful and tell us about, you know, how you deal with the pain in those situations. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think it just kind of depends on the day. What's more painful. Uh, I, like probably 10 K is a little tougher just cause at the end of the day, you're swimming a 10 K. <laughs> um, but that being said, that race, the way you kind of try and swim it is obviously not, going hard from the start you know you're trying to save up as much as you can and, and like we're talking about using drafting to kind of uh lighten the load for yourself and so that one you maybe are only sprinting like all out the last thousand where you know the 1500 you're, you're it's all you in that lane and so you have to go hard from the start um and then in terms of like pain management for that um i mean i've always just tried to rely on the training that I've done previous to that and, and make sure whatever I'm doing, uh, I'm practice every day is a lot harder. So when I get to the race, it's easier, easier than what I've been doing. What do you say to yourself? <laughs> just, you know, small positive things, just like keep going, keep going, keep going. You can do it like uh, words of encouragement. Um, you know, it's a little easier to do when you're winning or, you know, you're having a good race, but yeah, just like small, small things to try and like, keep the motivation, keep, uh, keep you going in the right direction. Do you ever say anything negative to yourself? <laughs> um, maybe once in a while you get like kicked in the face or something like fall back in the pack. Like this is stupid. I just want to swim in. <laughs> um, but for the most part, you, just, you know, I try and keep it positive. How does, how, how can you apply that to, or how do you apply that to the, your life outside the pool? Or if you were giving advice to somebody who wasn't a swimmer like me, you know, I, I we've read that, you know, you, you sort of, well, tell me how you, how you apply the endurance swimming, you know, the way you get there, the way you manage to do so well in such a tough sport to, to life outside the pool. Um, yeah, I think, you know, like some lessons I've learned from swimming are definitely the value of hard work. That for sure is probably the biggest one, um, especially, yeah, distance events. You got to put a lot of time in into the pool and training and and getting ready for those. And so I think, you know, that's pretty applicable to anything in life, really. Like if you want to succeed, you got to work extremely, extremely hard for that. And, you know, kind of plan out your course of action, course of attack on how you want to, you know, prepare for whatever challenge you're facing and, and, you know, work every single day to, to overcome that. So Jordan, what has been your biggest obstacle you've had to overcome in your life? Oh man, that's a good question biggest obstacle I have to overcome. I mean, I've been pretty lucky that, you know, for the most part, I've just been able to <laughs> train uh, and swim and, and do all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, training is hard and 
um, you know, it's not like always the easiest to go get up at five in the morning, but at the end of the day, it's, it's swimming, you know, it's, it's fun and, you know, it's way better than a lot of jobs out there. So I can't really complain. <laughs> I love, I love some, I, I feel like a lot of true like champions, people who are just incredibly tough. Like when you ask them that question, they kind of, Oh, well, you know, I haven't had any real obstacles. And then, you know, you get off the, the interview with them and they're like, well, there was that time that, you know, I was in a full body cast and then I also <laughs> had this or that. And like, I just have a feeling, Jordan, that you're so tough that you've had some obstacles, but that you, you know, that you just didn't even realize it. And, and we're talking about like your whole life. Like, were you bullied? Were you, uh, you know, you didn't, when swim team captain wait a minute were, wait a minute your sorry. obstacles you you failed your your nine-year-old swim test that was well obstacle. right that was that <laughs> was an obstacle <laughs> right but can you think of anything else that really like in life you just it was a disappointment and you and you fought through it <laughs> um not like one particular instance i mean i will say i mean i don't really view myself as a super naturally gifted swimmer swimming's never really come super easy for me i was pretty slow for the first seven years i i didn't really get like a lot of uh scholarships to to schools or like rec different recruiting trips and stuff like that and so um yeah i think you know for me it's just about like working working hard and trying to overcome that through uh through other things like you know like i said you know getting up early uh you know trying to control stuff you uh you can you know not just relying on natural talent and stuff like that who's been your biggest um inspiration in like terms of like swimming or it just like either one or maybe uh, one from life and one from swimming <laughs> inspiration. I don't know. I mean, I've been lucky to be surrounded by pretty awesome people my whole life. Um, you know, my parents have always been super encouraging of, of me just swimming and doing whatever I want to do. You know, I think like, like woke up one day and quit, I quit the next day, like tomorrow, I think they'd still be like, all right, whatever you want to do. And, um, you know, I've been surrounded by great coaches and teammates as well. And so I think, um, you know, it's easy to say like, you're the one who's done all the hard work and stuff like that. But I think, I mean, I've, yeah, I've been super lucky. I think most people in my position could have easily gotten to where I am or, or even further in swimming. <laughs> That's so modest. Very nice. So I want to know yeah. what, what you're saying because I'm an endurance athlete too. And I have things that I say to myself at the starting line when I'm looking at the other people. And I, and I might say the same thing, like I'm not that talented, but this is what I've got going for me. What are you saying? I mean, you're looking around at those at other people. Line. What do you, what, yeah. What are you saying to yourself about them that they, you know, or about yourself that, 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 that makes you know you're going to win or do really well. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think, yeah, like kind of going back to what you were saying before, just like with, like having that mentality of working really hard when you get to the, the starting block or the, the beginning of an open water race, you kind of know like, okay, I've, I've prepared the best I possibly can. And that's like, I've done a lot harder stuff than most of the people in this race. And so I think that gives you like a lot of confidence, um, especially on the endurance side, knowing like when it, it gets really tough and challenging and, and uh, you know, like three quarters of the race, which for the 10 K is like an hour and a half in, you're like, okay, I, I, that's, that's when I'm going to be at my strongest. And you know, the other, other people are probably going to be hurting pretty bad. So you have a toughness about you, which is why you're, you know, you can do really well in the 10 K and worlds win them. And um, so this, this toughness, was that something you were born with 
tell, tell me how you developed this, this, this fortitude, this willingness to be uncomfortable for two hours. Um, well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I will say like, I've always done distance racing just cause I was never great at the 50 and hundred free. And so I kind of just got thrown into it. Like if I was good at the 50 free. I'd some of the 50 free. Sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but unfortunately that was never in the cards for me. And so, yeah, I kind of got thrown into the, uh, the other end of, uh, swimming with uh, distance and open water. But yeah, in terms of just like preparing for the race and stuff, I think with anything, it's, it's like experience and, and just repetition. And so, you know, if you can do that for a practice or two, you know, then all of a sudden it becomes easier to do it for three or four. And then all of a sudden you can start applying it to races. And then, you know, from there it just kind of builds and you get better at it. And then, yeah, you get, get a little tougher, a little stronger, a little bit more prepared to, to do some of the, uh, the distance and longer swims. So in looking at your career, you got into open water pretty young compared to where a lot of people may start it after they've finished their swimming career. I know one of the people we've interviewed on the show is Hannah Moore, who did a full, you know, career as a the pool swimmer. And then as soon as she got out of the, the college year, she went in and she did amazing, like her first year as an open water swimmer. So um, what advice would you give, though, to someone that is maybe a triathlete or maybe younger or is kind of afraid of open water. They've never done open water. What advice would you give to anyone just listening? Like they want to swim across the lake this summer or, <laughs> you know, what, what advice would you give to someone venturing into the open waters? Um, yeah. I mean, I'd say just go for it. Like there's not really a, like a, I don't know. I mean, like in terms of like actually doing the race, like technical advice, like I think it's something you guys, you just got to do it. Like, um, it's obviously intimidating at first. And I will say I've never met anyone who's had a great open water race the first time they've swam it, but, um, yeah, like sign up for that local 5k that that swim across the lake, whatever it is. And I think for most people, they'll find that it's, it's really fun. Um, it's fun to do. It's, it's a great, is it sport, fun to so. do or fun to have yeah. done? Uh, <laughs> It's like one of those things like where in the moment it sucks, but afterwards you look back <laughs> on it fondly. That's what I would think. Um, yeah. And yeah, it started at any age. I mean, I was fortunate enough to, to grow up like uh, right by the beach. And so for me, um, there was like a lot of small open water swims kind of around the area and available. Um, and then I guess, yeah, other people start later and are successful after they've done their, yeah, their swimming career. You mentioned Hannah. I know Ashley Twitchell, I believe she was saying her first open water race, same thing was once she was done competing in college or maybe like her junior year. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. So go for it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, Jordan, in the interest of time here, what is uh, something that we have not asked you that you might want to share with our listeners? Oh, man, that's a good question. I don't want to share. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You guys have a pretty good question. So <laughs> Uh, I was okay. trying to answer them, but I don't know about anything I want to share that I haven't talked on already. Uh, if you were, if you weren't open water swimming, what would you be doing? If you could get paid for it? <laughs> am I, am I automatically good at it or do I? <laughs> You're automatically good at it. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe like pro surf would be pretty sweet. <laughs> ah. I figured that one. That's interesting. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I like, I like being in the ocean by the water. So yeah. And uh, I like doing that when I'm not swimming. So <laughs> yeah, if you're a pro surfer, that'd be awesome. Cool, cool. All right. Well, we have a sprinter round, which I'm sure you'll do fine on, even though you are a distance <laughs> swimmer. 
So um, this is just for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. So you ready to ready to do a sprinter round before we let you go? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cat or dog? Oh, dog. Red or blue? Blue. Milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Milk chocolate. Kickboard or no kickboard? Uh, kickboard all day. <laughs> Mountains or beach? Beach. Football or baseball? Uh, I don't really watch either, so I guess football. Okay. iPhone or Android? Uh, I got an iPhone. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Morning person or night owl? Uh, morning person. And um, camping or hotel? Camping all day. Oh, I love it. Mm. All right. Maria's got a few for you. Favorite right. color? Uh, well, not like blue, but I'll say purple Northwestern. <laughs> what was it? What was the second one? Purple. Uh, purple North- for Northwestern. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Favorite pizza topping? Uh, pepperoni. Favorite vegetable? Uh, favorite vegetable? Uh, go spinach. <laughs> I like that. Favorite swim complex in the U.S.? Ooh, that's a good one. Favorite swim complex in the U.S.? Hold on, I know this rapid fire. Let me think here. Favorite swim complex. Oh man, I mean, when they like have the when they host uh, nationals, I like the one in Irvine because it's <laughs> like an hour drive, so that one's <laughs> easy. Um, and then I always really like going to uh, nationals uh, in Indy, IUPUI, and that one. And then we had NC2As there, so that was cool. Okay, favorite music genre? Uh, rock. Shoe size. Uh, ten and a half. <laughs> siblings? Do you have any siblings? Yep, I got a younger brother. Uh, do you have a, a? I'm gonna. Do you have a favorite Star Wars character, and if not, do you have a favorite Harry Potter character? <laughs> uh, Luke Skywalker, I guess. Okay. Right? I don't really watch either of those. <laughs> have you? Are you familiar with Harry Potter? I am. Yeah. I mean, I think I've read the first book or two, but I couldn't name you other characters other than Harry Potter. Can you cook? Uh, <laughs> depends who you ask. <laughs> I try to, I try to cook. Yeah. Okay. What word comes to mind most or, or what comes to mind when you swim, when you start a swim or when you're, um, dive into the water? Uh, what word? Mm-hmm. I don't know. How uh, about just, just when you start a race, what's like the first thing you say to yourself? Just try and stay calm and relaxed and mm-hmm. trust what you've done trust. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's a great answer. Awesome. Well, Jordan, we really appreciate your time with us today and we wish you all the best in making your second Olympic team and your second sport for your, you know, this year. So we'll be cheering for you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's now time for the takeaways. Maria, you and I have heard the takeaways are the best part of the show. That's right, Kelly, because the takeaways are curated information which is what we give to our clients when we coach them. If you would like to take your performance to the next level in health, life, or leadership, go to our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. Yes, just click on our coaching page and book there. We're looking forward to bringing out the champion in you. And now, the takeaways. Okay, Maria, so now the takeaways from the Jordan Wilamowski interview and we're doing a little shorter format we're trying something a little different where we're shortening up some of our interviews for our listeners and so we're only going to do one takeaway each so we can this this is going to be a concise show today and um 
Maria, so one one takeaway each. What was your first takeaway? Well, I, I love we've we've said this so many times, but the it, what gives you confidence at the starting line of any any tough event is preparation. Um, and that's you know he said that in several ways. I, you know I liked what he said at the end of the interview, like what that what he thinks about when he starts is calm, and you get calm by having confidence. You know he doesn't have to be. You know he just. And I, you know, I asked him, you know, what are you thinking about yourself when you're looking around at your competition? And he, you know, and he's thinking, I'm ready. I've prepared. I've done more than any of you guys. So, preparation gives you confidence and allows, especially I think in these tough, long events. You know, just having the confidence of knowing that you've done this before. Yeah, you, Kelly. Yeah, that's a good one. My takeaway, my main <laughs> one, was that you absolutely are probably going to fail the first time you do anything. And I loved, you know, he talked about. You know, well, we asked him, you know, what, what advice would you give to somebody going into their first open water race? But this could apply to anything. When you're doing something new, you're doing something hard, you're probably not going to do great at it. So just go get it, get it out of the way, fail yeah. on your first yeah, time yeah. and keep going. So that yeah. was my, that was my takeaway. I, I love that. that. Yeah. He said, you're probably going to, probably going to suck, but it's but, probably going to suck yeah. on the first time <laughs> yeah. you do something. And, and I, I so relate to that. And I think that's just that great. That is so true. That. Yeah. Yeah. That is so true. That's a great yeah. takeaway. It was good. Good interview. Be sure to listen to it. It's not too long. And this is yeah. an amazing up in, well, he's, he's already one of the best endurance swimmers in the world and it'll be fun to watch History him. making. History yeah. making. So, all right, Maria, love you. Right. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye. This week's quote of the week comes from Jordan Wilamowski. If you want to succeed, you have to work incredibly hard for that and plan out your course of action for whatever you are facing. You've been listening to the Champions Mojo podcast with host Kelly Palace and Maria Parker. Champions Mojo is produced by Cobra Media, and a new episode debuts every Tuesday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Follow Champions Mojo on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Champions Mojo.